0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. On the season finale of Ice Analytics, I have a very special episode. I'm going to be joined by HB Analytics, someone who specializes in developing data visualizations. We're going to be talking about the visualizations that they create and the future of analytics within the sport. Welcome to episode 25, the finale of Ice Analytics. I'm your host, Matthew Arp. It's been an absolute pleasure bringing you insights and analysis throughout this podcast and and the past 24 episodes. However, like all good things, like all things in general, must come to an end. And my time with the Hockey Podcast Network has ended. I am no longer going to produce weekly content through the podcast or through this feed. Now there is good news. First of all, the Hockey Podcast Network has you covered when it comes to content. They've got all the team podcasts as well as the special topics podcasts. And who knows what the next thing will be. Keep an eye on their Twitter feed, which you can find at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. You can also find them on Instagram and bunch of other places. Keep an eye out. They may have an announcement coming soon regarding some new content that they're going to be featuring. The second thing is that I'm going to be doing something a little different. I'm still going to be running this podcast a little bit more infrequently than I have in the past, and you're going to have to go find a new feed for it. But I'm also launching a website, ice-analytics.com, ice-analytics.com. I'm gonna be producing some original content out there, have some articles, some original stats, some of the work I've done, like the annual rates charts that I put together, more stuff like that. And a component of that could very well be a podcast. So stay tuned to at Ice Analytics on Twitter as well as the website ice-analytics.com for more information. I'll have more for you in the future. If you enjoy the work I do, you can still find it on the website, on the Twitter. And at some point in the future, I'm sure I'll be doing another podcast. So there you have it. Just like the NHL season, I'm going on a bit of a pause, going on a bit of a sabbatical. When I come back, it'll be better than ever. So this week, I'm going out with a bang. I've got HB Analytics, someone who specializes in developing hockey data visualizations, Similar to Jay Fresh, who was a guest on the show a couple months ago, HB Analytics is doing something very similar, but a little bit different take. And I wanted to be able to interview them and get their thoughts on their process, their methods, their madness. And that's what we're going to do this episode. But first, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped, offering you the best in precision engineered tools for all your male grooming needs. You know, they were gracious enough to send me some samples. I can personally attest to the quality of their products. The newest iteration of their trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0, isn't just like any other body trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent over 18 months perfecting the design, which includes a cutting edge ceramic blade, 90 minutes of battery time, an LED light to illuminate grooming areas, a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Folks, this is top-of-the-line technology that has been specifically designed with your needs in mind. Manscaping accidents are a thing of the past. So how do you get your hands on this amazing piece of machinery? Head over to manscaped.com right now and you can get both 20% off your order and free shipping on us. All you have to do is enter the promo code THPN at checkout. On this edition of Stat Chat, I'm joined by HB Analytics, who's developing some very impressive hockey and baseball visualizations, hence the HB. You can find them on Twitter. If you search for HB Analytics, welcome to the show.
1: All right. Thanks for having me on. It's it's good to be here. Love the podcast, and um, I'm happy to be on and talk about my
0: stuff. I'm excited to hear about it as well. So I, I guess we should get into it as far as the inspirations behind this. You know, I'm a a huge fan of the visualizations that you do on Twitter, both baseball and the hockey visualizations team, individual level. There's a lot of stuff that showcase a lot of uh, offensive and defensive metrics, and it looks really clean. And I don't know how you manage to put so much information into a single image, but I'm curious, what was your inspiration for creating these visualizations?
1: Well, I have a lot, and I actually started creating visualizations first for baseball statistics I'm probably that's probably a story for another day I'm not going to go uh, too much into that now um, but as for hockey there have been a lot of visual creators like biz creators before me and there are a lot of stat developers out there and this project wouldn't really be possible without all them so I think I like to think I took a little bit of inspiration from each one uh, the way I think of these charts is just showcasing uh, the best part of every sector of the hockey analytics community and packing it into one visual. Um, the evolving wild guys at Evolving Hockey, they're very well known for what they do with RAPM, uh, standings points above replacement. It takes stuff from there. Um, meanwhile, Charting Hockey and uh, Corey Snyder, not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, have done a great collaboration with uh, the All Three Zones project over on Charting Hockey. I have their transition charts. And I also have what the guys at Puck IQ have done with their competition and uh, shift start data. And I try my best to combine that into one comprehensible graphic. Um, as for any other inspirations, I feel like um, I'm a huge fan of the work that JFresh Hockey does. I really feel like when he started a few months ago, he paved the way sort of for any hockey viz creators who aren't the most educated on the coding side of things or the programming side of Uh, this whole realm and I look up to what he's done as a role model for uh, my work. Um, I feel like something a lot of people within the hockey analytics community have said is that, you know, anyone can look at an RAPM chart and say that player X is better than player Y. And the goal I have for my visuals uh, by combining data from RAPM charts with many other statistics is to really just form an all-encompassing viz that provides people with enough contextual evidence to be able to say with confidence that one player is more impactful from another. And I feel like, for example, people will say, oh, the creators of these charts have said things like, Nick Bonino is better than Patrick Kane. But with visuals like mine, I feel like people can use that extra amount of context that I try to provide in my visuals and to realize that A, that's a pretty broad statement, and B, we can look at areas where Patrick Kane contributes Like he's a transition wizard, and realized that, you know, the statement that people are making, the the statement that people think we're making, like Nick Benino is a more impactful player than Patrick Kane, might not always really be true. And um, I also wanted to add a dash of originality to my visuals aside from the graphic aspect. And that's where my market value formula comes in. it pretty it it sort of provides a, like an expected cap hit based off statistics that's in the top right corner um other market value calculators i feel like the most popular one right now out there is by dom lecision, which the aforementioned j fresh hockey uses in his visuals um that is like it my vi- or my market value calculator sorry is different from that one and that it's calculated primarily using uh, three-year goals above replacement trends in offense, defense, power play, and uh, penalty kill categories. And pretty much puts a dollar amount on the, the statistical impact of a player. So, yeah, a lot of different inspirations. I try to take a bit from uh, the most prominent sites in this community and try to showcase it in the uh, most compact, most informative way I possibly can.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's something you mentioned something in there that uh, struck a chord, and that is that um, you know trying to to tell a, a story, you know, the whole story with as much information as you as you have available, because I think that it is kind of a a trap or like a gotcha game that the uh, people that are anti analytics they throw out there, like you know it goes back to like the evolving hockey Drysidle versus uh, uh, you know that whole thing where it's like who's better and. I don't know I don't know if anyone can say definitively like this player is just better or worse I mean you can be better at one thing or worse at something else but like right. I feel like that is yeah. a gotcha game where it's like rank these players 1 to 10 it's like based on what like there's a million criteria and I think that's what your visualizations do a great job of illustrating is it's not just one thing
1: Right and that's that's what I try to do cuz I know that like saying one player is better than another is it's a really you know you have to really walk on a fine line with that and like being better than one player is really hard to do especially when you play different roles and you know trying to compare like all these sort of things like Nichushkin and Dreisaitl those are two players playing in polar opposite roles for like their one of them is deployed as sort of a checking line guy third line fourth line minutes I know Nichushkin's minutes rose throughout the season which a lot of analytics people will give him credit for when uh, they say that he deserves the Selkie trophy or whatnot. And there's no denying he was a stud defensively this year, but Seidel is in a first line, all offense, all the time role. And I feel like um, that's where I'm really proud that I can, that my visuals can help out people because they're saying I've had people say to me like, Without this role and without this role and total amount of ice time versus elite data, like the donut chart in the bottom, um, like, not no other visual brings that to the table. And that's where I'm super thankful that people have given me that sort of feedback. And that's like that extra amount of contextual info that's what I'm trying to provide here. So I'm happy that my visuals um, are able to, you know, be informative for uh, people, for hockey fans all over and, uh, you know, providing some extra extra evidence, some extra data uh, that fueled many of the debates like the Bonino versus Kane, the Chushkin versus Drysido, that have become so controversial online in recent months.
0: I, I got to say, I mean, you do a, you do a fantastic job and, and I do want to jump into the actual uh, chart themselves. And, you know, you have team visualizations, you have player visualizations, and they include a bunch of different information. And if we just look at the player viz for a second, you know, there's different sections, including offense, defense, puck moving, special teams, value, and the role. Um, And I know you had mentioned some of these things previously, but if you're sitting there looking at Twitter right now, and and we're looking at one of your charts, like, how would you walk through and and explain uh, to someone that maybe isn't as as savvy with these numbers and stuff? Like, how how would you describe these different categories? And what do they mean?
1: Well, with data, data doesn't. You, we know numbers can't. There, there are very few ways to, I guess, I, how do I say this best? I guess to quantify skill, it's it's hard to do. Skill is a very visual thing, and like, I feel like data is supposed to aid human judgment, not to replace it. When it comes mm-hmm. to watching players, like, there was one tweet I saw from, just this. <laughs> it's going to sound really out of left field, but just from a random Leafs fan page that I would, that I follow. um, I saw a tweet a few weeks ago. It said, if you think that it's data versus the eye test, you're already doing it wrong. And I feel like that is, that perfectly sums up the way, you know, we should be evaluating hockey players and judging hockey players. And I don't think that, and I feel like I want my visual to be a tool that provides a lot of context about a certain player, but I don't want it to fully replace, Human judgment. And when it comes to just explaining it for somebody who isn't as familiar, it's. I'm going to use the uh, original skater visual that I've already talked about um, to sort of go over this. It pretty much shows a player's impact in each category, and the categories are pretty self explanatory. I mean, there's offense uh, and defense, uh, shot generation and suppression, respectively. And uh, in the defense section for defensemen, I have. Um, Denial rate, which shows a defenseman's ability to break up opposing transitions. Uh, there's puck moving. Uh, that's where charting hockey and uh, Corey Snyder's collab comes in. Uh, just uh, where a player ranks uh, among the rest of the league in terms of um, zone entries, neutral zone passes, and uh, defensive zone exits. Uh, power play and penalty kill, shot gener- again, shot generation and suppression, respectively. And then uh, expected standing points above replacement. And I feel it. And the reason uh, I'm showing expected standing points above replacement as opposed to x or X-War, um, I know I'm not showing the actual amount there. Everything is on a percentile basis. But um, the whole logic behind having standing points in there uh, over goals or wins above replacement for people who may not know is goals and wins aren't like the final they aren't the end all be all in the standings points are what matters in the standings. And um, just to emphasize that when focusing on, you know, above replacement statistics, standings points should be the one that we focus on. And that's why I've put that in there because I feel like, you know, emphasizing that that should be the type of player value statistic that we roll with shows that, you know, again, wins and goals are not the end all be all in the standings. And using standings points, I feel like, is a much better way to go in that regard. And that's why I thrown that in there. But really, like, expected goals and Corsi, like, I could go over the whole glossary, but it's just offense, defense, power play, and penalty kill is all shot-based metrics, um, except for the denial in the defense category and the shot assist rate in the power play section. And then for roles, I feel like a lot of people are unfamiliar with that section. and that's kind of, that's kind of unfair to the guys at Puck IQ, to be honest with you. They do great work. Um, That's where I have my uh, zone start data and uh, the percentage of ice time against elite. I got it all from there. And uh, percentage of ice time against elite is pretty much uh, the amount of ice time a player plays against uh, the opponent's top players, the players that the opponent is icing the most. And uh, that's that pretty much is just a quick explanation on that, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, the method to my madness there, and that's just a quick walkthrough of, of the visuals themselves.
0: Why did you choose Corsi over Fenwick, or did did you have a preference either way? I didn't really have
1: a preference. Um, it's just that all of the uh, statistics there are displayed on an RAPM basis, and for those who don't know, RAPM uh, isolates impact for taking in a wide variety of factors, how a player's Corsi four, for example, could be affected by his teammates, his opponents, score state, um, whether or not he's playing on home ice, even whether or not you're in a back-to-back situation and RAPM doesn't track Fenwick. Um, Fenwick isn't tracked on an RAPM basis. And that's why I uh, chose Corsi instead, because that's the only shot quantity metric that is tracked um, using isolated impact. So all the stats on there, um, all the uh, goals for expected goals for Corsi for expected goals against Corsi against, that's all tracked isolated impact and it isolates um, just for one player uh, taking into account the numerous other factors that can affect a player's ability
0: to generate or suppress shots. That makes a lot of sense to me. So as far as how you go about getting this data from the variety of sources you just mentioned like evolving hockey or charting hockey puck iq um and and putting it together what uh without revealing any any trade secrets or anything like that what are the steps required for you to take this data and then put it together and display them in the in the form that we're seeing well i feel like
1: and even i was surprised that it's, it's not a really complicated process. And I feel like a lot of people think that it's more difficult than it is. Like even when I was on these websites hunting down this data, I was really surprised that, Oh, well it just takes a few clicks. Um, Every site has the, the only, the only data that I pull manually for these charts um, like not for many previously downloaded spreadsheets is the uh, charting hockey transitions data and the, Time on ice, which I get from Hockey Reference, um, but everything else is just available and downloadable CSVs. Like Evolving Hockey uh, for patrons has um, downloadable spreadsheets that you can just click download, and then it just shows up in Excel. And I work with Microsoft Excel for all these. Um, I don't know nearly enough about coding or scraping programs like R things like that. I just creating a simple few bar and donut charts in Excel is all I need. But yeah, you just evolving hockey, natural statric. trick. Um, that's really like just going to their website, going to whatever, you know, category, I guess you want to look at downloading a spreadsheet and um, it, it's already there in Excel. It's, there aren't many secrets or intricate process. It's not really an intricate process and there's not much to, uh, to spill on that front. Doctoring the data is not really something I'm going to go into. I mean, choosing what you want to put on the put on the visual from the spreadsheet is pretty much at the discretion of the biz creator, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that's there.
0: Manually downloading the CSVs, and I mean, it'd be great if there was a way you could automatically just import the data as there's new information. Like if, if the news if the season starts up again, which we don't know, but it, let's say they finish the regular season, I mean manually having to download the csv and uh you know work with that i mean it's too bad there wasn't like an automated way of doing it yeah
1: i agree and that's that's the other thing too like there is i feel like if the season wasn't canceled i never would have gotten to this project because you know with each each game that's played all of the data that i use gets updated uh with with each game that a player plays and the the biggest blessing really of the season being canceled is that I don't have to go and download new spreadsheets every day. So that's, I mean, I miss hockey as much as anyone, but the fact that the season is canceled allows me to uh, put out these visuals a lot more efficiently. So that's, that's one thing I don't miss about the season um, being in progress is that I don't have to go and get new data from evolving hockey every day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Every day. I mean, that is a pretty labor intensive process of every day having to update the data.
1: Yeah, but, oh, well, I mean, I'm, I guess I want the season to come back, but it's easy. It's a lot easier for, uh, creating this, uh, these visuals, um, to have no new data being updated, which means I don't have to go get new spreadsheets. It's pretty nice.
0: Actually. Are we seeing in Excel or are we seeing Tableau? Like what software do you use to, to compile all the charts and put them together?
1: everything's done in excel um it's it's pretty simple i mean it's it's the most simplistic one of the most widely used um i guess uh spreadsheet databases out there and um i had to i had to teach myself how to use it pretty much i had to teach myself the ins and outs as i was going along with downloading all this data assembling it all and creating the visuals um Transferring my stuff over to Tableau is something I feel like I'd be interested in if I had know-how, but I'm not nearly educated enough on how Tableau works. And it's not exactly a simplistic software system like Excel is, and I feel like I'd be up to learn everything about Tableau and transfer all my stuff over to there if I felt like doing something like that was worth the while. So for now, Excel will do. Um, As for the future, I don't know, but um, it, it serves me well for now.
0: Fantastic. There's been different iterations of charts that have come out uh, since the original player charts that 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 debuted here. Looking towards the future, um, what 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 are some of the new charts that you're thinking about developing?
1: Well, um, there there are a few there are a few new visuals in the works um, for for both hockey and baseball. And um, you mentioned earlier, I don't have just the original player cards that I tweet the most about. Like I have an in-depth offense chart. Um, that shows passing and forechecking data. Um, I have standings points above replacement versus expected standing points above replacement trend charts. I have goalie cards. Um, There is, you know, talking about the in-depth offense chart, there is an in-depth defense chart that I'm going to be releasing shortly. Um, It has uh, just shot suppression data, um, defending against transitions, high danger uh, scoring chances against, high danger Corsi against, um, just uh, pretty much the opposite of what you see in the in-depth offense chart for defensemen. Uh, I'm going to be releasing that uh, within the next week or two. Uh, for baseball, there's some more. I'm I'm working on a new pitcher chart for that. Um, I'm also thinking of uh, creating my own statistic. Um, the market value formula that I have on my cards is original, and I'm thinking of expanding uh my uh i guess sort of lineup of original uh original data um i'm thinking of bra- i've been brainstorming ideas recently on what i could do to create my own version of winds above replacement um slightly different from what the, the evolving wild guys use and um i'm gonna see if i can uh get get to that um explain i'll what if i do get to it which i probably will eventually um, I'll be posting an explainer thread on Twitter and, uh, yeah, just, uh, pretty much the whole reasoning behind creating original stats and the original market value formula like that is just adding a dash of data that I've come up with myself to, um, my visuals. It just helps me take a bit of an extra sense of, uh, of pride in that. And, uh, you know, I'm the, the feedback on the market value formula was really positive and I'm, I'm happy a lot of people like that. and. Uh, when I, whenever I put out this new version of Winds Above Replacement that I've been uh, brainstorming recently, um, I'll probably find a way to incorporate that into the uh, the original visuals somehow. But uh, other than that, I'm just working on blog posts periodically, putting stuff together for future patrons on Patreon. Uh, like going super long term, I don't really have any plans for a website yet, but that might change down the road.
0: So when are you going to get hired by a team? Oh, I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm not, I'm, that's the great thing about this. Like I can just do it for fun. There's no pressure of anybody, you know, inside the system, you know, criticizing my work just yet. Um, I I don't plan on doing this professionally is would be a dream, but for fun, I'm just doing it for fun. Now. I appreciate, I I'm able to appreciate the low pressure environment of, um, just creating these charts, posting them for fun. I wasn't really expecting the amount of feedback they've gotten. I'm super thankful that everybody likes them because, you know, if they didn't, um, at worst, I would just be posting them as a visual tool to help myself. And I feel like that's a big part of it too. Um, But no, I'm, I'm happy that everybody's given positive feedback on it so far. And I'm just going to be, I have no plans to stop doing this. And um, I'll just see where this, where this project takes me.
0: I'm very excited to see uh, your wins above replacement model because there was, you know, there was that whole thing there like five, four or five years ago. I think it was where you had dueling war models and everyone was kind of competing over like who has the best war model and and all that stuff. And it was like a big thing on Twitter that I missed. But uh, I mean, evolving hockey does a phenomenal job, but it's also um, we think things progress when you have more people working on it. And I think that uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what what uh what your model looks like
1: well um i haven't i haven't worked out the ins and outs of it but um i don't know i'll okay, i'll get to it soon um there's with things like that it's just basing it off of whatever i feel like pretty much and as long as i feel like the key to creating individual, like original stats or like i did with the market value um just being able to find what you're basing it off of Um, like there has to be some sort of comparison to reality in that regard. Like for example, my market value is pretty much just players wins above or goals above replacement uh, totals um, multiplied by any factor of 925,000, which is the max entry level contract, which is what a standard replacement level player would make. Um, Just if, the key with creating stats like that is just if you know what to base it off of, then like you're, you're pretty much set. Like, and that's what I like about the market value formula is that um, people understood it and I'm happy they did because um, if they didn't, then it would just be this confusing dollar amount set up on there. But um, hopefully I can uh, make the wins above replacement model
0: whenever I get to that um, as comprehensible as possible. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, well, as I do with all my guests, I want to give you the floor. Uh, if you have any plugs or shout outs, I know you recently launched the Patreon and, uh, I'd love to hear more about that. The floor is yours.
1: All right. Uh, thank you. Um, there's, there's stuff to plug. So I appreciate, uh, giving, uh, giving me the time to uh, tell the listeners about uh, my, uh, where I've, where I am online and uh, all my different uh, all my different projects on there. So, Twitter's where I'm the most active. Um, follow me there if you want to see the numerous visuals that I discussed here. Um, at HB Analytica, the user is HB Analytics. Um, I do baseball stuff on there too. Um, if you're into the fancy stats side of baseball, I post a good deal about my visuals on there too. Um, I, I have a blog page on Substack, that one's, that one's free, it's all access. Um, If you like, I feel like that blog page is more geared to people who are into the really in-depth, detailed, super specific side of uh, analytics. Um, I feel like if you're into that, um, hopefully my blog appeals to you. It's uh, The blog is uh, hbanalytics.substack.com. And uh, lastly, like you mentioned, um, I have a Patreon as well. Check it out if you want to see like there are various perks offered for Patrons that all relate to my content. I understand that financially things are getting tight for some people with the pandemic. Um, I know some people are uh, having a bit of a difficult time and I understand it, but uh, if you're willing and able, your support would be greatly appreciated on Patreon. It's uh patreon.com slash HP analytics. And uh, this last one isn't a plug, but I, I did just want to shout out uh, all the data trackers and website builders because without them, none of what I've done would be possible. And I feel like I owe a, great deal to uh, the guys at evolving hockey uh, Sean Tierney who runs charting hockey um, Corey Snyder um, natural Statric and puck IQ they all do fantastic work uh, most of them are set up on patreon um, if if you have the time or uh, if you're willing and able just supporting them on patreon or checking out their website they would greatly appreciate it and um, <clears throat> sorry their, um their data would not Without their data, I wouldn't be able to uh, you know, produce the visuals that I do right now. And um, uh, I feel like I've learned a lot from the hockey analytics community and people like them. And I'm fortunate to have the resources to be able to consider myself a part of it now. Um, I'm hoping to contribute something different and unique. And I'm thankful for everybody's support on the visuals so far.
0: Well said. I, I think, yeah, not enough credit can be given to the people that are doing the data scraping. And because uh, I don't know a damn thing about R or uh, Python. So we really do appreciate the work that people are putting in to take this API that the NHL is putting out there and and compiling it. And and then, you know, some in some cases, you know, making it free uh, to the public.
1: Yeah, they I feel like making it free to the public is something that I mean, of course, if you're the evolving wild guys, like, of course, you want to get paid for what you put out, like, all the stuff they do with RPM and goals above replacement, like that is a godsend, and I feel like it's it's almost invaluable to the people who are into the fancy stats side of hockey. And um, I feel like their current um, their current uh, Patreon fee is not nearly enough um, in comparison to the true value of the work they put out. And uh, that goes for all the other hockey sites because again, my work wouldn't be possible without them.
0: Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time to join the pod. And uh, a lot of good information. Definitely. Go check out the Twitter, subscribe to your Patreon, uh, you know, support the work that HB Analytics is doing because this, uh, this is fantastic stuff. Really appreciate the visualizations and thank you for taking the time.
1: No, thank you. Um, appreciate being on the podcast. It's the uh, first podcast I've ever been on. Hopefully start of big things and um, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to interview me. It's, it's an honor.
0: It was a pleasure speaking with HB Analytics, as well as all of the guests that I've had on this show this season. Big shout out to everyone who joined the show. Really appreciate their insights into different aspects of teams or aspects of the game that they brought to the table. I also want to thank the Hockey Podcast Network for giving me an opportunity to showcase My random gibberish and uh, incoherent rants. And don't forget to check out the NHL Draft Lottery tonight, 8 o'clock on NBC Sportsnet and NHL Network, Sportsnet, and TVA Sports in Canada. I'm not even going to get into it because this is some sort of Frankenstein monster where a team could win the lottery and we don't even know what team that is uh, because there's playoff teams that could win the lottery but that's a conversation for another day on that note for the last time this year remember folks drink and think responsibly thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of ice analytics your source for nhl stats and analysis hosted by the hockey podcast network every team Everywhere. You can find me on Twitter at ICE Analytics, and you can find the show notes at www.statsenforcer.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to our feed and leave us a review.